Welcome to another episode of On the Clock. We're here with your host, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're on the clock. All right, so on today's show of On the Clock, we have a very special guest. We have Drew Phillip from Phillips Quarterback Academy. Drew, welcome to the show. Appreciate you guys having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, man. Appreciate you, Coach, man. How you been? Let me let me start off by telling you, uh, how have you been? How's the family? I know COVID's been really crazy with everybody, but how are you and the family? Everybody good? Yeah, so we've been blessed so far. Uh, nobody in the family's gotten it yet or has – nobody in the family has been – tested positive yet i'm pretty confident i had it in january but um i haven't had the antibody test yet so we'll see um but everybody seems to be doing pretty good um you know trying to do your best to social distance and wear your mask but you know even that doesn't seem to always do the trick so but everybody's doing good so far so that's good yeah and i could imagine having a quarterback academy and and being outside i think that's a little bit better than being inside right a lot better um we've been you know especially in this heat they say that uh the heat kills the virus a little better and if you've been outside for 10 minutes you can you know that (laughs) it's hot yeah especially so uh clay we uh we're outside most of the time and uh you keep our groups to a a, a appropriate range um we have hand sanitizer we have ball spray that help clean the football so we've taken some precautions to help uh keep our guys safe i saw that on the list of clients that you had was we recently had kyle kelly on the show yeah. um mm-hmm. we talked about him and and man I, I i we saw the i saw some of the clips and i saw kyle kelly I saw harold cook on there i saw uh mm-hmm. bryce norton these are some legit uh, mm-hmm. uh, qbs man that you had a helping hand and who, who are some other ones that you had along the way that, that aren't on the on the website but sure yeah so i've i've been blessed to get the opportunity to train a lot of these guys uh across the state of florida uh, I did have Kyle Kelly. One of the cool things about Kyle Kelly was that his dad was Kenny Kelly. And so yeah. when I was like 10, yeah. uh, I would go to his baseball camp and Kenny Kelly was my coach for baseball. Wow. And so like to get, to, yeah. So it came back, came all the way back around. And so I'm pretty close with his dad now. And, and it's pretty cool to like have the opportunity to train his kids. So yeah. Kyle's a stud, man. Yeah. Uh, Ball State got a steal with him. Oh, uh, he's got a real opportunity at Gaither to put up some huge numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a little bit better uh, system for his, what his skill set is, and I think they'll use him in ways like I think there's a good chance he could throw for three thousand and run for a thousand next year for them. Oof. And then I uh, had Harold Cook. Harold Cook uh, had a great year over at Calvary. Um, I really thought that he was going to be a D1 guy. I, I thought minimum he'd be a one double A guy, but uh, that wasn't the case this past year. So he ended up going to uh, a D2 school called Shorter. Uh, and I think he's got a pretty good chance to start. At least that's what they're telling him. So uh, right. he's been working his tail off. And then I have guys like Bryce Norton. Bryce is over in uh, the Cocoa Beach area, Rockledge, and he's got a couple good offers. I have yeah. uh, Cocoa Beach's quarterback, DJ Arroyo, who's a 21. He's got, like, Kentucky and Kansas State and yeah. uh, maybe Boston College, a couple of those programs uh, coming after him. Uh, I've worked with guys like Nick Vadiato, who's down in uh, Miami. He's at university yeah. school. Yeah, he's got, like, Southern Miss and a couple of, like, Troy, a couple of those, uh, those uh, Sunbelt schools. And I, I work with a kid uh, in Orlando, a couple of good kids in Orlando. One's Timmy McLean. He actually committed to USF uh, about a month ago. He's nice. a lefty from uh, Seminole Sanford High School. He's a stud. Yeah. Wait till you see him play for USF. He's gonna be he's gonna be incredible. Nice. And um, I have a kid over there now who's his name's Gunnar Smith. He's a 22 kid. He's about six foot five. Oof. He plays at um, Lake Highland, which is an 8A powerhouse, and he's got he's got a few good offers as well. And then I've I've you know I've been blessed to train a lot of a lot of really good ones. I've gotten to work with um, guys like Nick Scalzo who were on QB one on Netflix. Yeah, um, I've got yeah, I've gotten to work with a. I don't know if you guys remember Dwayne Lawson back in the day. He was at Hillsborough High, about six foot five, right. four hundred pounds. Oh yeah, he was a he was a stud. And then um, my dude right now is this kid named Brian Maurer. He's from Ocala. He's actually at the University of Tennessee right now, and he's uh, got a chance to compete for the starting job. And I, I'd like his chances, and I'm going up to see him uh, this weekend. So. Um, I think he's got a good shot. I've been blessed, like I said, to work with a lot of studs over the years, and I got a couple in the chamber right now who are getting ready to blow up. So I'm excited about those guys too. And again, when you see these great kids that want to, you know, participate in your program, that says a lot about your craft 
just about the work that you put in with these kids and the results they're able to produce. Cause that way, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of training is word to mouth. People, people yep. advertise for you by, by the production. Hey, who, who trained you? Oh, Drew Phillips did. So right. tell me about the background. What made you get into it? Uh, your sure. passion for this and, and when, how'd you get started? Sure. So I played high school football over in St. Petersburg, Florida, a school called Northside Christian, a little two A school. We play schools like Cambridge and in your rocks and, um, Keswick Christian Shortcrest. And we did play Berkeley back in the day when I was, uh, when I was there. So Berkeley was pretty good back then too. They had Billy Hatcher. I don't know if you remember him, but he was, he was a stud. Uh, and then I went to a, uh, one double a program called Jacksonville university. Uh, my head coach over there was Kerwin Bell, who was actually a Florida Gator quarterback and the current or the, was the OC last year at USF. Uh, and he taught me a ton of stuff. And uh, when I was <clears throat> coming back from, uh, college to come home, I would run some, uh, some camps for some national uh, for a company called national underclassmen combine. And uh, I would just help them out. And then after the camps were over, I'd always have, you know, a handful of kids come up to me and say, Hey coach, thanks for the work. Do you ever train in the area? And I'd always tell them, no, like I'm, I'm up in school right now. Like I don't have time to come down here and train you, but maybe that's something we'll look into once I get out of school. Mm-hmm. And so when I graduated, I came back down and I thought, you know, I have all this knowledge for these kids. I, I, there's no reason for me to just keep it to myself. I should really help these kids out because I wish somebody would have taught me some of the things that I knew then. <laughs> yeah, for, you'd, have, for you'd have been like school. a you'd and, been a super stud in high school, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> so you know, you teach these middle school kids like, here's what it takes to play high school, and they're in middle school and they're killing it. Right. And you teach these high school kids, hey, here's what it takes to play in college, and now they're in high school and they're killing it. And so you're like, like th- it makes too much sense for me not to do this. So I started right. this as a part time gig in 2012 officially. Uh, I was doing it a little bit before that, but really in 2012, I started uh, as a part-time job and really uh, just as something as a, a pretty much a hobby. Like, Hey, I like, I like doing this. This is fun. You know, I make a few bucks on the side. Like, this is great. Like we'll see where it goes. And then um, I was blessed and I think it was 2015 to get an opportunity from a company called football hotbed to run a national QB competition for middle school kids. Uh, the goal was to make it, um, sort of like the elite 11, but for middle school kids. And so, right. uh, that first year we had it, we had just, it was just loaded with talent. We had about eight P five kids, uh, guys who were at Wake Forest, Penn state, Tennessee, K- uh, Kentucky, Boston college. And the list goes on, uh, Tulsa. Uh, and the kid who actually won the event was Spencer Rattler, who was probably going to be the starter at Oklahoma. And I think he's got a pretty good chance yeah. of, uh, making it to New York if there's a football season for a Heisman finalist. Right. So that really started like getting me some national, some national pub. Um, my name started, my brand started getting out a little bit because of that. Like, Oh, this guy, he can evaluate talent at a young age, which is, you know, fantastic. And so, um, I was given an opportunity to kind of like make this my full-time job in 2016. I was burned out from my job and I thought, you know, I'll just do this to kind of like pay some bills. And it, that's when it really all took off for, for me. I really, started seeing some real gains and in, in what I was doing and my, you know, I, because I could make it my full-time focus, it, it really, it really started to take off. And so I've been blessed with that. And since 2016, I haven't looked back. I do, um, I don't know, five or six national events every year. Um, I work for a company called QB universe, which is a national QB camp. Uh, and we got three camps next year, uh, one in Atlanta, one in St. Louis, one in Phoenix, and those camps were for 2021 and two of them already sold out, which is wow. insane. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, it was crazy. Right. I mean, we're, we're eight months out from the first camp and it's already sold out. So it's uh, pretty wild. And then um, I just got back from the future four, which was our sixth year, which is that national middle school QB competition. And uh, we had some good, some pretty good talent top to bottom at that. And then next week and this weekend coming up, I'm going to Knoxville uh, to work with one of my uh, buddies, Tony Colson who does the gunslinger challenge, which is another QB competition, uh, in Tennessee. So I'm around, yeah. <laughs> I'm working for the guy. You're so. busy, man. That's really good, man. Yeah, no doubt. And, and with COVID happening, did, did I, I can imagine it just spiked up more, right? Well, I mean the quarterback stuff, not the, not the actual COVID stuff. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. The, yeah. No question. So yeah, I thought, I, I really thought for sure when COVID started, I started preparing like, Hey man, we're going to take a big hit right. in, in business on the business side. And, so I started preparing for that. Like, how are you going to get creative with zoom calls and, and, uh, you know, uh, um, virtual learning and virtual, uh, lessons. Cause that's the wave. And so I started doing some of those and then I started getting phone calls from parents who were like, Hey man, like this virtual stuff is great, but they're doing it all day for school. How about we like just get together and 
you know, we'll kind of risk it a little bit. So I was like, all right, well, let's, you know, take the precautions. So, you know, I got gloves and spray right. and hand sanitizer. And so I really thought I was gonna, it was going to be a huge blow, but it, it really took off. And, and so typically the really busy months are, you know, May, June, and July for me. And I've been working my tail off since spring break, right. since everything got shut down. So uh, it's been a blessing that I've had that opportunity to do that. Um, and thankfully, none of my guys have gotten ill. Um, yeah. So it's it's been really good but yeah we've it's been really it's been really busy since spring break i can imagine man how many i remember when we jumped right before we jumped on you said you only had four days off <laughs> that was the major yeah, holiday yeah <laughs> so i've had i've only had four days off since spring break since march 14th i've had mother's day father's day memorial day and fourth of july so on top of being a, a father it. as well and a husband man it's, right. it's tough man. yeah that's right yeah yeah so i've been blessed with a with a wife who is uh very supportive of my passion and she's very understanding. So, you know, if, if I didn't have that in my corner, I don't know where I would be. Right. Um, she takes a lot of, you know, I, she sacrifices a lot so that I can do what I love. And, and I'm very appreciative of her for doing that. So, yeah. uh, yeah, she's a, she's a super blessing for me and my family. Same here for, for both of us, man. We, we had to introduce the idea because that's the toughest part, <laughs> not buying the equipment for the podcast, not getting a website, None of that stuff is difficult. <laughs> the difficult part was... It's the time. Yeah, introducing an idea yeah. that I'm going to take a little bit more time, but I right. promise you, this is going to pay off in the end here. We're going we're gonna right, to do this. exactly. <laughs> that was the toughest way it, to convince It definitely them. helps to have somebody who believes in your vision, you right, know, right. And, and is very unselfish about about that. Because, you know, you, you have people who are like, nah, this isn't going to happen. But right. my wife is not that person. And so I've been blessed to have chosen the right person. Do you, by any chance, do you... I know it's gonna sound corny. Do you by any chance do quarterback stuff with wifey in the house? Like, do you throw the the hamburger bun? She tosses the hamburger back. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, no, get the three step drop. You know, what are we doing here? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, uh, no. Uh, my son's starting to. Yeah. Uh, so that might be that might that might start driving her crazy a little bit. Right, um, right. But no, I try to I try not to bring my football stuff home. I try to keep it try to keep it uh out on the um, in the parks and on the field i, I try to I, I try to as best i can as well i got three boys man when i tell you that they've they've i love them all of them to death equally <laughs> but when i tell you because it's funny to me i'm a guy so I'm, it's funny to watch them jump off the couch and body slam somebody on the right, floor right. or do a tackling drill in the middle of the kitchen like it's it's <laughs> right but you can't do it while she's cooking and then that's a problem so. right <laughs> i've gotten that uh i've gotten that look like what are you doing right oh uh Nothing. Nothing. We're just playing. You know, because sometimes you don't think about it, and then you're like, "Oh, that was a mistake. I probably shouldn't have done that." That's that's not good parenting, right there. I should have. I instigated (laughs) that whole thing. I apologize. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. I even had my kid go in the kitchen. We have tiles, and I was like, "Listen, if you want juice." I need to see the icky drill all the way through right, the right, center right. of the frame. And they're like, she's looking at them like, what are you doing? I was like, I need to buy time because they have to burn energy. They've been in the house all day. Like, this is this is crazy. You don't want us to go outside, but we got to do something. Doing ladder drills on the tiles. Yeah. There you <laughs> so go. That's what I'm trying to gotta do. get those quick feet. You right. want the juice, get the quick get feet. Creative. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So, Drew, I, I'm going to ask you real quick here. Recently, we had Patrick Mahomes just sign a half a billion <sighs> Dollar contract. Say, say, what are your rolls thoughts? Off the tongue so nicely. Yeah, Half it does, right? Billion. It does. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts around around him? You know, is he the best quarterback right now in your eyes? I don't, I don't think there's any question that he is. I mean, I mean, what he did last year was incredible. Not only that, but you can start to see like, okay, he came in three years ago, had some success, and then last year he won the MVP. And then the year before, I mean, two years ago, he won the NBC. And last year, he won the Super Bowl. So you start to see, okay, this guy's got it, right? He's, right. he's really going to be special. And I really think the Chiefs feel pretty good about only paying him half a million dollars. Right. If they waited five more years, he might have made $750 million. Who knows? Right. Um, but, yeah, I think I, – I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that he's the best guy. Top to bottom, he's athletic. He, his arm angles are insane. He's got arm strength that's just incredible. Some of the throws he makes are absolutely like the no look throw. Like I've never, I mean, stuff you just never seen before. Right. Like oh, he just did that so he can go viral. Right. You know, like he's just out there having fun, right. throwing the ball around. And all I the mean, stuff that a quarterback trainer probably tells you not to do. Not to do. <laughs> oh, that, I mean, that's rule number one. Like you can't. How do I go? How do you throw to a guy and you're not even looking at him? I right. Mean, right. You just have to have a lot of confidence in what you're doing, and there's no doubt he's got confidence. I tell you what, though, Andy Reid, man, that guy. He can evaluate some cues, man. Yes, he he's can, he's man. got 
he's gotten some some incre- I mean, he made Alex Smith look like a Pro Bowler. I mean. <laughs> I mean that's pretty impressive. It, it is, man. When when Patrick was coming out of college, and, and remember they had all those reports. Well, we don't know, we don't know this, we don't know that. And and I'm looking at his college film, and I'm no evaluator, but I'm just looking at. I don't I don't see anything wrong with this at all. Like whoever gets this kid is going to be, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. So the only red flags you would probably see coming out of college was he had you know really funky motion, and yeah. uh, Andy Reid doesn't seem to really care about that at all. Obviously, <laughs> look at he had like. Yeah, then he, he had Brett Favre, and he right. that guy's got crazy motion. And yeah. So he probably just looked at him and said, you know, this kid's got talent, and I can mold this kid. Um, but, you know, uh, the, the motion was a little funky, but then, uh, you know, he wasn't his – you know, a lot of these guys put a lot of stuff, in, or they did, were into, like, your record. So, you know, he was just average at Texas Tech. But if you looked at, like – yeah, dude, they scored 80 points a game. Right. They lost 80 to 85. Right. Like, their defense couldn't stop anybody. Right, so right. all you had to do was dig a little deeper to see, like, you know, oh, this kid actually, you know, has some talent. And, you know, that was kind of during that shift, too, because that was when you know, Trubisky was coming out. And Trubisky yep. was more of your pro-style, pro um, your, your prototypical-type quarterback. And that same year, Watson came out. And he was more of a spread guy, and so the NFL is trying to transition to that. And so you don't really know what you're going to get out of Watson. And then you also had Mahomes, who you didn't know what you're going to get out of him. So it was, the NFL was starting to transition into more of a spread, fungo, throw it around type offense. Uh, and Trubisky doesn't fit in well with you know, Tra- what. Poor it, Trubisky, man. To. Poor guy. I feel bad. I mean, <laughs> yeah, man. I feel bad for the Bears because for the Bears, you know, the Bears are you pass a couple of years back away from. <laughs> <laughs> right, you left you you passed on Deshaun and and Mahomes. If you had either one of them, you might be in the Super Bowl. Right, that's how good your team is. You're yeah. you're a quarterback away from from being really good. Yeah, so, I agree, man. Yeah, that that one's gonna bite them. That one's gonna stink for a little bit. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, Mahomes, you know, Mahomes is special. But also, you know, you also got to give a head like a a, a, a cap tip to uh, uh, Kingsbury. Because Kingsbury had Mayfield, yeah, Mahomes, and Kyler Murray. Yes. I mean, he had all those guys. So he knows how to evaluate cues too, man. He knows what he's looking for. He does, man. What What are your What's your top ten? Have you seen the top ten list that that came out, man? Yeah, I, I've seen a I've seen a little bit of. I think it's hard to argue with what they have. I I, I like I really like Mahomes. I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, right. I think Breeze and Brady are on their way down, but I still think they're. Right. Elite talents. Now, week eight, that might change for Brady. I mean, dude's forty-two. Uh, at what point do you? What point do you hit a wall? Because you so, see it, like you saw it with May- Manning. Manning hit a wall at the end yeah. of the season, the year they won the Super Bowl. He could barely throw the ball. Yeah. Uh, Brett Favre lost a lot of juice on his throws at the end of his career. Right. So at some point, you're going to go, man, that might be it. Like that is that it? Like so, his arms gone. He's so smart though. He might figure it out. I'm gonna be honest but, with you. I, I apologize. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> My guy's being very quiet right now, but he—he's he, a super Bucks fan. He's a super Bucks okay. guy, and I—I've okay. I've told him the same thing. I think Brady is phenomenal. It just scares me. He's just gonna check down twenty-seven times because I really, the field I really not him think, anymore. Yeah, I really. Well, they don't need to though. I mean, they have Gronkowski, they have yeah. OJ Howard, they have Cam Bray. You can get the ball to those guys and let them do what they do. Right. Um, the only thing that scares me is that this is uncharted territory, right? He's 42. Yeah. He's older. You know, he's still, I still, I honestly think he's still playing at a pretty high level yeah. for his age. He is. Um, and, you know, so I, yeah, I just, you're just waiting for that moment. Like at some point it's going to happen. <laughs> and you're going to be like, that's it. Right, right. He's done. So I really think that if the Bucks want to make a run and this is the year, so I hope COVID doesn't take that away. Right. Um, because I don't, I really don't think next year he'll be, I think he'll be good, but I don't think he'll be what he was. Well, George seems to think, George juice, seems thinks he's got four more years uh, of 10. <laughs> he, he thinks four more years out of, I was like, okay, Ooh. four more years. 42 plus four is 46. Yeah. That's not, that's, that's super dangerous, man. I, I don't think he has it, that it, much it, juice. It gets a little scary. Yeah. And, and yeah, that one day you just wake up and you just, you just don't have anymore. You ever watched the movie, um, uh, rookie of the year yeah. where oh, he yeah. like, he, he like, you know what I mean? Like he gets that, that super arm strength and then like he's throwing 98 miles an hour. 
and then he just falls and it's just like it's gone. Right. I mean, that's that's what it is. It's just it's gone. Like right. it's, I don't know what happened. It's just gone, and that's what's going to be what happens. Yeah. Uh, but I really do hope that he we can have one good year here and make a real run. Because I would I tell you what I I love the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I really haven't followed the Bucks in 15 years. Right. <laughs> just because. I, I'm more of a college person, right. um, but I really think that if I would sacrifice 15 more bad years for them to make a Super Bowl run yes. this year. Yes. So. And especially it's here yeah, in I, Tampa. I do it. Right. I know it's the perfect story. Can you imagine like Brady like wins the Super Bowl here in Tampa? Like that's it. Like, that's he's it. Done. Retire. That'll be I'm okay with that. Retire. Okay with Boom, that. Done. Yeah. Well, that's what I, you think, come to Florida for anyway. Okay. You, you don't. I mean, you don't come to Florida. Right. Disney right. and retire. That's all your two things that you really do. I mean, look at. <laughs> You know he's senile. He's already walking into people's houses that aren't aren't in. So you know he's already old. So right. hopefully, hopefully he doesn't develop. Yeah, hopefully doesn't develop the Jameis Winston. He can't see people because if he's walking into the oh wrong house, God. hopefully he sees yeah. the right color jersey. Yeah, you no, know, I, I love Jameis. I really, I really thought that was the right pick for the Bucks. But man, I just at some point, like the interceptions just drive you bonkers. What, what, like, what drove, what like, drove oh, us crazy know. was it took him five years to get surgery. Oh, it took you five oh, years. Right. You know you had eye problems right. in FSU. You I knew you did. It. Yeah, right. I would have done it three years ago. Right. Um, but I understood. He he said. You know. He. I think somewhere he said that. You know. If he'd have got it, and it would have messed him up. Like that would have ruined his, his career. career. I get it. But. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, if that dude throws 22 picks instead of 30, like the Bucks win 11 games probably. Yeah, and he gets resigned. Yeah. And he gets yeah. resigned. And, you know, he's not making 30 million, but he's probably making 20. That's true. So I really thought I really thought it would have been awesome. I know it was probably impossible, but it would have really been cool to see him be the backup here for one year and learn under Brady just for a year and then see what see what happens, you know. Right. Right. But, you know, uh, I mean, shoot, they could have signed him for a million bucks. I and mean, isn't that what he got it for the, yeah. the New Orleans? 1.1. 1.1. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he could definitely sign for 1.1 here. But I think the bur- the bridges were burned too bad. So, I like Jameis. I think I think he could be good. I think he just got to – you can't throw picks like that. It's too many picks. What about Carson Wentz? He's on the – he's right underneath Brady at number eight. Ooh. And he's above – well, the problem with me with him was – and he's, he's above Dak Prescott, which I don't even think Dak should even be, my opinion – I don't, number 11, sure. 12, 13, maybe. Top right. 10, I don't know. He's And Dak's above Matthew Stafford at 10. But Carson Wentz is sitting at 8, and I'm thinking to myself, well, you got bailed out with Nick Foles twice. Like, I don't even understand how you <laughs> – how did you get top 10 I, from last year? I do I, – I, I'll be honest. I like Wentz. And I yeah, got, he's I a, a tough guy. Who's, uh, hey, I'll have a buddy who lives in Philly, and he's just he gives me a hard time all the time for that. But, you know, if that guy's healthy, I think he's incredible. He just right. can't – he's always hurt. Right. So I think a uh, uh, healthy Carson Wentz is a top ten quarterback in the NFL. But the problem is that there's a fifty fifty chance he's not healthy. Yeah, he doesn't so finish. So if he yeah. can't stay healthy, I mean, me, he can't play. To me, he's the new version of Andrew Luck. Everybody right. raved about Andrew Luck, how great he is, how much potential he has. He has all the measurable. He has everything. Right. He couldn't stay healthy over over his career mm-hmm. and exited early. And I think mm-hmm. hopefully it doesn't happen to Wentz because I, I always want people to, to, to stay healthy and, and have a great career. But you start to question, you know, now we're on what? Well, he's probably on year six now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, something like that. He was right after Winston. So he's probably year, going into year five. He's five, going to year five, five now. Five, so yeah. it's one of those make or break is now. Yeah, they, you're they right. I mean, Jalen Hurts. Point, right. Right. Yikes. Uh, you <laughs> know what's funny? When Hurts was coming out, I told somebody, like, where do you think Hurts will go? Like, I was like, he'll go somewhere where they – can utilize his ability. Um, and he was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, he needs to be in like a spread system like uh, like Philadelphia. And somebody laughed and was like, oh, he'll never go to Philadelphia. I'm like, hey, he'd be a perfect backup there because he doesn't need to come in and play right away. Right. And he's got the skill set to fit in with what they want to do. And there's a good chance he plays if, if there's Carson a very good goes down. Yep. So uh, yep. Jalen, and that, I mean, that's a perfect system for him to be in. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah, I think Doug Peterson knows I do, how to I do use like him. I do like Wentz. I like him better, a little bit better than Prescott, but Prescott, Prescott's what's healthy. His, and Prescott plays. What's so. his issue? You're a quarterback. You're, you're a quarterback guru, running the academy. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I want to know, man. Like, cause I, I, for me, for me, it's he got Des Bryant pretty much, in my opinion, and this is just the thoughts of Raul Lascano. I, I, I think he right. got Des ran out of freaking Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Because of right. the inaccuracies that he was having. The, the, I mean, he was just inconsistent, throwing super high balls. The freaking Des asked him to go catch. Some wild crap, and then Dez gets caught with the whole world. Dez can't produce no more. 
type deal. And I, I didn't see that very much. I, I think it was more of a, it was a, you know, he's a young quarterback trying to come into the league and find his way. Um, mm-hmm. But now that he's had a full, you know, couple seasons, I'm just thinking like he can't win those games. He's just is he worth yeah. forty million? He's not worth a the uh, forty no, million. No, no, right. no, he's not. He's not worth forty million. Um, right. He's a good quarterback. Right. Uh, is he? Is he a top time? Is he a top flight quarterback? No, I don't think so. Um, you know what he did his rookie year was pretty impressive because he came yeah. from Dan Mullen's system which is, you know, a spread style, completely different footwork, and actually did pretty good for the Cowboys. Um, what they had going for them that year was Ezekiel Elliott just went crazy. Right. Went and nuts. so yeah. what they were doing all that play action and hit the guys he was throwing to were wide open. Yeah. And so when, when Zeke's not on, Dak's not on. And to combine it with, you know, they don't really have any weapons at the receiver position. C.D. Lamb now, but they don't have, like, they don't have what Brady has down here. They don't have... Godwin and Evans and uh, Gronkowski and Brayt and right. OJ Howard. They got a couple guys. They got Zeke. They got a really good old line. But I don't feel like if I was a, a DC, I'd probably look at their receivers and go, eh, we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to stack the box and we're going to make them throw the ball. And I think that's what they're starting to do. Yeah. You know, they're going to try to make him win the games. And so if he can't prove that he can win those games, then, you know, Dallas will probably move on. I think he's a solid quarterback, though. I think yeah. he can be a starter for a while. And I think at worst case, he'll be a backup for a while. But he's going to have to beat some teams by himself. And that's really what's going to make the difference. Right. Well, th- th- there was a thing we were talking about earlier in a couple earlier podcasts that, that talked about Dak's production when he doesn't have Zeke yeah. and what his production is with Zeke and back to your point that play action pass is what's made Dak Prescott such a good quarterback Huge. in this league now you force him where hey they load the box now they can't run the ball yeah now Dak is forced to throw the ball 25 30 times a game and you know yeah they, they went and got out and, and got Amari Cooper to try to help him to give him a number one that can stretch the field but I think Amari Cooper is one of the most overrated receivers personally that that's out there right now because um, I think he's, I think he'd be coverable. I, I think he's a guy. He's a big, physical yeah. guy. I, I don't even think he's that physical, personally. But he's a big guy. But I don't know if he's that. He's not that elite top end guy. I think you can, you can bracket and underneath even him, if he does beat and you, cover him. Even if he does beat you, it's like a 50-50 shot. He's gonna drop the ball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what got to run out of Oakland. Right. The fact right. He couldn't right. catch right. the ball. Right. So yeah, you beat him. You finally beat the guy. Then you drop the ball. So I mean, you're you're basically gambling, right? Hey. Right. I, I, even if he beats our guy, like he might drop it. There's a good so chance here's he a question it, I ask so. you then: if if you if you if you were to close your eyes and swap Trubisky for Dak Prescott, Ooh. with that offensive line, no, is Trubisky and Dak Prescott the same quarterback? No, I think Prescott's better than Trubisky. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would uh, go with that too, and I don't even like Dak Prescott like that, but I I, I agree with I, you. <laughs> I think Trubisky could have been good. Yeah. Um, and he might still be. I don't know, but right now I, I'd still go with Dak. Trubisky just—he's just—he's got a lot of problems. <laughs> he's got a lot of problems. Yeah, and, so and maybe he's maybe he's, himself you out. know maybe it's the it's the scheme right, or maybe it's the type Could of offense they're running. You know, what I mean, we don't know. Uh, it just doesn't fit him, and and that's coaching one on one. We got to create something right. around your athlete. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, how many of these coaches? I mean, you see it all the time at every level—high school, college, and, and pros. They just try to fit somebody into their system instead of doing what they do well, right? right? Oh, my guy's a dual threat. Like at Georgia when they had Fields and Fromm, well, they try to make Fields like a pro-style, you know, 21 personnel quarterback. And then he goes to Ohio State, and he's a Heisman finalist because he's uh, he's running the spread, and he's throwing the ball over the place, and he's running the, running the ball over right. the place. So yeah, it, it really system has a huge deal to do with it. The Chicago system, I just – you know, anybody else, but I mean, Deshaun <laughs> or Mahomes over there, and it's a different story. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now, let me ask you this with, with the rookie classes coming in, you got Joe Burrow, you got Jalen Hurts, you got Raul's a big Dolphin fan, so he's all over Tua. <laughs> yep. Uh, Ooh, I love Tua. At, yeah. Out of that rookie class, who do you think really stands out to you year one? And again, back to what you just said, the system they're going to be in. Yep. Who yep. has the best fit of the system they're going to be in and can play early and do well? I think we're two years out from that. Um, I just want to say, Joe Burrow did last year was I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Incredible. I mean, I watched him play probably seven or eight times because I'm an SEC fan, and lights like, out. Man. I mean, he was lights just, out. I mean, just incredible. Like, yeah. not only like you're like okay, yeah, he had high. I mean, his his completion percentage was in like eighty percent. That's ins- I don't care what level you play at. That's insane. Right. I mean, I, little league. That's insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, eighty uh, percent completion, and he did it in the SEC. 
and he yeah. won a national championship. I mean, he played Clemson. I mean, he played some good football teams, and he made them look bad. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's Joe Burrow. I don't know if that's Joe Brady. Uh, it might be a combination of both, but what he did was just insane. And, you know, I watched him play, and then some of the, the movements he had in the pocket where he extended plays, like he always seemed like he always seemed to know where the pressure was coming from and how to evade it and then get the ball downfield to one of his guys. Yeah. I mean, he did have some – he's got, you know, Jeff Jefferson and, and Chase. Yeah. So he had some really, really, really good – Really good guys, yeah. Uh, really good receivers. And he had Clyde edwards Lair, who's that kid – talented now he's playing for Mahomes. i mean he's talented uh so you you never know but i mean dang what he did was just incredible he deserved to go first overall he's got the size arm what he did i I don't know if it'll translate or not because i'm always one of those guys that i want to see it over the course of a few years and it was just kind of a one-year deal but man that was incredible what he did um i think herbert's got some growth to go through um just watching his tape i will say this in his defense if you watch him play the rose bowl and you watch him play the rest of the year is completely different kid and i think a lot of that has to do with i think they really chained him what he does well down um because i think they were afraid of losing him i think if they if they lost him for the year that they would have not made the rose bowl or that's what they elite the coaching staff up there felt and so when they let him loose in the Rose Bowl, like he looked really, really good. Uh, I don't know if that's because it was his last game or what it was, but you know, if if he doesn't get in a system, I think that fits what he does well. I think he could be like a Trubisky as well. Um, I love Tua. Like I think yeah. Tua could be great. I really do. <laughs> yeah, man. I know you like to hear that. I, I do, uh, man. Because I'm worried, special, man. man. I, I'm 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 worried. And we talked to and, Justin Allen uh, right. just a couple of days ago, and he reassured me. You know, Justin Allen, his brothers, Dwayne Allen, plays for the Dolphins, and he reassured me. He's like, "Listen, man, the system that kid's coming from, it's Nick Saban. Like he's got him ready. Right. So he, he'd be a pressure. Right. I'm just worried about you know when quarterbacks come into the league. Help. Health, and I'm also worried about growth, is, uh, me too, because right. Joe Burrow, going to the Bengals, I'm worried because who does Joe Burrow have to learn from? A lot of the guys, remember it used to be when right. you, when you came into the league, you, you're going to have to sit behind one of the greats. You're going to sit behind right. uh, Marino, Elway. You're going to sit behind Kelly, right. Favre, Favre, and yeah, Aikman, Kelly, Favre, and, and Roy right. Moon. You sit behind these guys to learn. That way you could take over eventually. But right. now you're in. Now you're, you're in. You're playing. You're in the you're, fire that's it. immediately. You're done. Yeah. And then you're gone in there. And now you're like, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's scary. I mean, it's it's scary. Uh, I think if he can stay healthy, he could be really good. The problem is he hasn't been healthy yet. Right. I mean, his first year he got hurt as a freshman. His second year he got hurt. His third yeah. year he got hurt twice. That's I'm not a good sign. At all. You know? You know, like I said, I like to see consistencies, and the one thing he's consistent at is getting hurt. <laughs> um, and the part of that is because of his size. You know, he's a smaller guy, but, man, he's, he's on talent. is special. Yep. And so I can understand him being a top-five pick for sure. Um, but, see, this is one, but, of my, one of my things. Like the, the Miami Dolphins had 13 picks in that draft, okay? Right. And I understand 13 picks is a lot. It's, and the way he finagled it, the way he created that was great. But for me, I'm looking at Joe Burrow, just like you are. And I'm sitting there saying, if I'm Miami, I have three picks in the first round. I'm going to trade one or two to move up. I got to go get Joe Burrow. I got to right. try to make a, a push for it. Maybe they did. Maybe behind the scenes they did do it. I don't know anything. You know, I'm just a, I'm just a high school coach outside looking in. And they could have. But I would love to have known about it. Like, say, hey, yeah, we tried to make the push. And like, all right, cool. Thanks a lot. But I don't, you know, they're probably not going to release that information because they got two. Of, so they want to hurt his feelings. But Right. The scary part. You know, is like I said, Joe Burrow's numbers were insane, but you also, yeah. like, that could have been just a one year. You know, yeah. it could have been just a one year. He could have been his receivers. He had a good offensive line, five seniors or five guys that went to the draft. His running back went. You just don't know. So you're going to sacrifice three picks to go up and get a guy who had a really good year for one year. Right. Um, what I thought they should have done is uh, uh, in, improve the, the rest of the team tank next year. Uh, and then taking Fields and Lawrence because I think Fields and Lawrence are special. I think those two guys are Hall of okay. Famers. Right. I, that's there's if they stay healthy, there's no doubt in my mind. Like they're the first two picks next year. Oh, like, yeah. There's no you doubt. Think so you think I, so? Yeah, yeah. They're special, man. Both those guys are special. Yeah, especially Fields. ironically enough, yeah. my mentor, my mentor trains both of them in Atlanta nice. at the same time. Isn't that crazy? It is, man. Is. So. Um, it's insane. I think they're both going to be special. But I love Tua. I, I think Tua's, I think if Tua stays healthy, he'll be the best of everybody drafted this year. And, and what about Cam yeah. Newton joining the Patriots? What do you think? Of, you know, Cam's going over there, and now he's he's the man. 
What, what do you think? We'll see. I mean, that's like that's like Bill Belichick marrying Vince Rodman. Like, yeah. just, it you know, they good. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it'll really, it'll really, it'll be interesting to see like whose ego gets shot first, right? Because oh, yeah. Bill Belichick is like, this is the way we do it. This is the Patriots' way. And Cam's a little, you know, he's a little out there. And that's fine. I don't have any problem with that. But I guarantee you they're going to clash at some point because, the, you know, but Bill, Belichick has a way. I don't know if, if it was Brady or, or Belichick or a combination of both, but they have a way of, like, getting these guys like Moss, Corey Dillon, yeah. these guys who have issues or, you know, issues. Like, they're just more about them instead of the team. Yeah, right extroverts. Now. Yeah, extroverts. And, yeah. Right. And, and they, they figure out a way to hone those guys in and make them productive in, in New England. Yeah. Will that work at the quarterback position? I don't know. If Cam's healthy, he's special. I mean, yeah, he's talented. You don't win the MVP three or four years ago and then just lose, you know, forget how to play football. But he's got to be healthy. What they should have really done was call Andrew Luck and say, please come, <laughs> come be our back. quarterback. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Funny, please man. come help us. But I, I think Cam could be really good. I think, shoot, the FC East, you know, offense to you is, is always open. Yeah, now, always. you know, well, the Bills, I'm not a big Josh Allen guy. And if they had a quarterback that was really good, he could. They could be really good. They, they played well last I think year. The they, they were tough. Are in a tra- I think the Dolphins are in a transition, and I think the Jets are just bad. Yeah. Um. So who knows? I mean, right. that, I feel like that division's wide open now. Yeah. Super wide. Well, it's it's super wide open when when Brady left. So I was sitting here going, okay, now we're all on an even peel here. We're all we're all going to be even now because you don't have Tom. Uh, the Jets are the Jets, and then the Bills with Josh Allen. I'm like, okay, with Tua coming in, I'm like, this is going to be fine. And then you get the dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun, yeah, damn right. to the Patriots. I'm like, gonna happen. another freaking he 10 knew, years of this? They were going to have somebody. <laughs> yeah, like, God damn. Yeah. Well, for yeah. for me on this, it's either going to be one of two ways. Either they go 10-6, and six, you know, 11-5, make right. the playoffs, yeah. or Cam gets released well, week six. Really? Yeah, because yeah, they're happened, just like yeah. Antonio Brown last year. Yeah. Right, and he's released by week six because they're one and one and five, and that's yeah. it. They're moving on, and they're going to release him. That's Belichick. That's Belichick going. Okay, we're you know we're two and four. You know, let's tank the rest of the year and go get Trevor Lawrence and Fields, and then you have to deal with one of those guys for the next shift. Oh, I would have loved Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Lord Jesus, Tua, yeah. Trevor or Fields, what? man. Can you what? imagine? Yeah, in New England. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, it's it's dangerous. Just like just like when. Uh, when Manning got hurt that one year at the end of his career, and you're like, okay, like people are like, we don't have to see him anymore. Yeah, he's finally hurt, and then they get Andrew Luck. And you're like, God, now I got to deal with this guy for 15 years. Right, they got lucky he got hurt, or else you know they might, you know, the the South might be controlled by the Colts again. One thing I want to get your thoughts on: we, we recently saw, you know, college football is changing. I know you're a big college football fan. You mentioned it earlier. Uh, you got the Big Ten that's going to a conference only type of schedule. Yeah. I know other conferences are now considering and potentially making that same shift. What are your thoughts about this conference-only schedule? Well, to me, like, this this is a bad time to me. This sounds like the beginning of the end. Why? Because what's the difference between playing a non-conference game and a conference game? As far as if – if it's really about COVID, right, what's the difference? Well, the difference is maybe travel, maybe – Right. I mean, some of these teams, especially in the South, they play a lot of teams from the South, like the one double A schools. So they could ride a bus, you know. So what's the difference between playing a non-conference and a conference game? Well, there really isn't a much difference. And now you're killing these non-conference teams. So if you're really scared about kids getting sick from COVID, then then the non the, the conference games probably aren't going to get played either. Unfortunately, maybe it's maybe it's not a COVID thing. I, you know, I was telling this to George. I, maybe it's a it's a money thing. You know, with them looking at the possibility of maybe. reducing the fans in there, they probably can't pay the bill to to put the fuel in the jet. You know what I mean? To to get the team right. Over there. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. if you look at um, you know, yeah, you're you're going to take a loss. You yeah. know, if you're going to take a loss to have no people in the stands. And, uh, you know, maybe you can get a, I don't know, you know, you're already sacked, you know, your football team or your sports teams pretty much pay for the rest of your sports. Yeah. So if you're talking about, okay, if we cut these conference games, we can still have girls soccer and golf and, and right. swimming and stuff like that. Then maybe that's something you, you really want to do because, you know, like a lot of these little schools, like there's a good chance they don't even have any sports because they can't afford you know, once they lose that football money, they can't afford to do anything. When I was in college, we did like a research paper and found out that like only seven schools in the whole uh, country make money after the sports season. That's wow. all sports. So, yeah, you, you look at like people want to pay these college kids, and I think that's a good idea, but it's hard to figure out where that money's going to come from. They go, well, you know, the NCAA and the schools make all this money. Yeah, but they send it back to the other sports. And so, 
you know, your football team is paying for your girls lacrosse, your girls track, your girls soccer, your girls, you know, volleyball and your boys golf, your boys baseball, you know, they're paying for all these sports because those sports don't bring in money. Only sports that bring in money are basketball and football. So, you know, if you, if you take that away and now, you know, you only have five or six uh, schools in the country making money. Now we're really hurting across the country between the rest of the FBS and FCS and D2 teams. I mean, look at all the, well, the Patriot League just canceled their season this yeah, like a couple days ago. Yeah, they're doing it. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. But, you know, you're starting to see, like, people are, like, I, I'm starting to say, like, hey, you have to make this decision in the next, like, two weeks because. Yeah, it's coming. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. you either got to start and say, hey, we know the risks that are involved with starting, and we know that, hey, there's a good chance these kids get it. But even if these kids get it, we're going to let them keep playing. Or you got to say, hey, like, we know that these kids are going to get this. And we can't, you know, we don't want to risk that. And we're going to move the season to the spring. And hopefully that there's a, some kind of vaccine. Yeah. And if there's not, then, you know, we might not get to play at all, but it's going to be a huge blow financially to, to yeah. all and the they, schools. I think they're just keeping it, pushing it back. Just like high school there, everybody's waiting to hear what everybody else is doing. Cause nobody knows day to day what's going on. So well, you're somebody, right. Somebody's yeah. going to be the first here, right? Oh, somebody's yeah. Gonna have yeah. To someone's going to set the trend. Decision. Yeah, somebody's, right. somebody's waiting like, for the hey, other guy to do we're it. We're playing or we're not, you know. And you, you know, you know how it is. Like, you know, make a decision and let's go with it. If you're gonna say, hey, we're gonna go and we're gonna we're gonna play in the fall, then let's play in the fall. And we know yeah. the risk involved, and we know that there's a good chance we're gonna, you know, most of these kids are probably gonna get it, or I've already had it. And so, you know, we're gonna do our best to try to prevent that. But we know that realistically, that's not very viable. And so. You know, somebody told me the other day that they didn't think, you know, they think that they were going to let kids play until somebody unfortunately lost their life. That's a high school student because of it. Um, so we just hope that that doesn't happen. But, right. you know, you know, you know, I don't know. If you had to bet which college yeah. calls it, you know, big school, and I'm, I'm talking about a big school. If you had to call which college has to go out there on a limb and say, you know what, we're not having a season, which which college you think that would be? I don't know, because I really think the. You know, I really think that your like your California schools and your Northeast schools that are in the Big Ten and the and uh, the um, Pac-12, like that, I think they'll some of them will make that decision. Yeah. Uh, I don't think your SEC schools, but which are the ones that really pump the money, I really don't think they're going to do that. Um, mm. I think that they're going to give it a shot. You know, they're going to you know, this might be the beginning of the end for that NCAA. It might be a, like a a super a super college football conference where it's like okay, like here are the teams that are playing. Because this year, COVID or not, right. you know, whatever it is, 50 teams, you know, we're going to play, play and play. we're going to take the top. Right. We're going to, exactly. We're going to take the top you know, 16 and we're going to play those top 16 against each other and we're going to crown a national champion based on the top 16 teams in the country. Yeah, so, almost I mean, like what you the NBA need, did. you know, yeah. uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think if you start, then you just got to let them finish. Yeah. Because if you don't let them, if you don't let them finish, then it's, it's going to end up being. I wonder who do we have to talk to at the NCAA. I wonder who we got to talk to to present this idea. I think we're on to something idea. here, Drew Phillips. I think we're, I think we're I think on, to something. on to something. I don't know. We, you know, we tweet them a couple times. Maybe right. they'll, maybe yeah, they'll see knows. some. <laughs> for, right. for me on this here, you know, what I think, I, I do agree. I think the small schools get hurt because that school that goes to Michigan to go get their butt whooped is paying for their entire athletic program that year now that game is is gone so now those scholarships are probably going to start to disappear because if the if the funds aren't there the scholarships aren't going to be there either because that's what's funded by them now does the school stay open for for sports what does that mean for some of these kids that have already committed so you got kids that have already committed to USC, commit kids that have committed to UNLV. If those schools don't have a season, now does the SEC, to your point, I don't think the SEC cancels either, become even stronger because these kids are going to flood where football games are being played at. And does that right. change some exactly. decision for these kids to say, you know what, I wasn't well, going to USC. Why you haven't seen, I think that's why you haven't seen a big school make a decision yet because that, that's exactly right, right? So you're going, okay, I'm from, you know, Southern California. I'm from Los Angeles and USC just canceled their season. Well, Alabama's still playing their season or Clemson's right. still playing their season. Like maybe that's the school I go to. Just like the whole um, pay a player uh, thing in the state of Florida, the governor just passed where he, that you can use your likeness to make money. Like <laughs> if you don't pass that law in Arizona, state. like I'm not going to Arizona <laughs> state. I'm going to Florida right. where I can make some money. So, 
you're going to see some of that for sure. Hey, uh, just so you know, Coach, we uh, we have a special, special game we like to play here. Oh, boy. So <laughs> I ask all the guys that we interview, and it's just to – these are questions that, we, that are not scripted. They're nothing tough, uh, nothing – you know, you don't have to worry about a sweat. You're a quarterback, so you're going to be comfortable with your composure. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be good with it, man. So we like to call this this and that. We like to call a couple questions to get to know you. And this and that is is nothing hard, just a couple questions that me and George like to throw out. You're a family man, so I'm going to hit you with breakfast real quick. I'm a breakfast guy, Um, and and it's going to blow your mind. I think think I'm going to blow your mind here in a little bit. So is breakfast is cereal a soup? A soup? Oh, I haven't ever thought about that. Uh, We've had a lot of time with quarantine, so what can, what's what's considered a soup? That's what we've right? been asking, right? Is it the temperature? It's food and liquid. Oh. Like what's right? Right. What makes it different? What makes it different? Well, if you ate cereal without milk, it's just, would you just... consider it a soup then? Right. <laughs> right. So probably probably not a soup, I guess. If you don't have a if you ate cereal dry, <laughs> right. And there's no right or wrong know, answers. These are just opinion aid to coach. Right. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna That's score. an interesting question, though. I've never thought about that. <laughs> I thought so, man. And speaking of cereal, here's another one for you because, like you said, you have kids. You're, it's gonna blow yeah. your mind when you when you're pouring this bowl. So me and George recently learned that Fruit Loops, okay? Oh boy. Don't have any flavor. They're all one flavor. No, they're all the same. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, George, oh, you know, he's yeah. a quarterback. See, this is yeah. he's a quarterback. Yeah. I'm the receiver coach. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he got, yeah. he's on they, it. They're misleading because they're all different colors, but they're all taste the same. Yeah, I had no clue. It you blew know? my mind. Now, <laughs> sticking with the morning routine, when you get dressed in the morning, yep. Do you put on sock sock then your shoes? Or do you go sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Sock, sock, and then the shoes. Two socks and then the shoes. Okay. Good, good. I'm a, I'm, I'm a little bit different. I kind of like to have – I don't like to walk around on my bare feet a lot, so I, <laughs> coach, I can wear socks. Coach, I, I told him the same thing. And he, Not to get too personal, Coach. <laughs> not to get too right, weird. Right. I don't want to weird you out and be like, those guys are weird. But so <laughs> I, I can't – okay, so the first clothing items that I put on after showering – is underwear than socks. I don't want to walk around. Yeah, right. See, no, I don't, I don't, George is like, you're like a psychopath. That. I'm like, I'm not a psychopath. I don't want my no, feet touching I, nothing. It's just weird. It's one of those weird things. I don't like to have dirty feet. Right. And there so I, I always go uh, underwear socks yeah. right out of the shower. Right. That's Wake up in the morning, first thing I put on socks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Speaking of shower, this is another weird one, which caused a freaking <laughs> Facebook 2,000 comments. You, you would have laughed your butt off. Oh, my off. word. Yeah, so how do you enter the shower? Do you enter where the nozzles are, or do you enter the other section in the back of the shower? Yeah, so um, I actually have a weird shower. It's I don't have, like, a, a I can only enter one way, uh-huh. but I usually enter in the back Yeah, where the water is. Well, I don't I don't hit yeah, the front. Because I've, I've had I've too many experiences where you hit the nozzle on accident, and then you fall. Yeah, and that's not like good. Hit your head. Yeah. Right, right. We, entered, we so, had an interview with you, uh, Blue Fitness, and she was like, no, I, I go with a— the faucet. I'm like, what psychopath wants to feel the water no. as soon as you get in? What are you doing? I mean, it's too the 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 pressure's too much. Right, right in the right home, intense, just right in the face. Now, right, I can't stand uh, it. I, I get up early. The other way, yeah, no, that'll wake you up. That'll wake you up. <laughs> that'll get you going. All right, so this I'm gonna ask you about the goat. So recently, okay. even a couple months ago, now we had the the MJ documentary came out. Mm-hmm. For you, who's your goat, MJ or LeBron? Oh. MJ, not even close. Oh, MJ's the goat. You know why? Here's why, right? If you're down a point with less than two seconds to go, who's going to be clutch? Who's going to shoot? Who, who do you trust to sink that shot? Oh, yeah. MJ. Jordan's going to hit it. Yeah. Right? Every you time. know Jordan's going to hit it. Right. LeBron, LeBron's biggest problem has always been his shooting, right? He's always, he's an awesome athlete. He can penetrate the hole as good as anybody. He's a great slasher. But I always felt that his, his shooting, it's gotten better, but I always felt his shooting was his weak spot. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind MJ was going to make the shot. Yeah, like if he, if he got separation, he was making the shot. Yeah. So MJ's my goat. Yeah, my goat. And I grew up watching him. MJ was yeah. MJ was the best. Watching the last dance was like and being I, if a you kid look again. at if you if you really look at right, look at today's NBA. Like it's different than it was in the '90s, but not that different. Right now, it's a little bit more three and a little bit more finesse. It was a little tougher back in the '90s. Yep. MJ when what he was doing in the '90s was completely different. 
than what was going on in the seventies and eighties, where you would like post up, get it to your big man, let him do his thing and then rebound. It was, now it was like, all right, ISO one-on-one, uh, put, put your guy on an Island and see if he can beat a guy. And that's what the, you know, pick and roll type deal. That's, that's what really changed the game. I feel like was MJ was more transcendent, uh, in the change in the game and what it is. Right. And I right. think LeBron, LeBron, uh, freak athlete, right? You can't yeah. guard him. He's, yeah. he's two, two sixty small, six foot eight. But I just, I always thought that, um, MJ was just more clutch and that's why he was the goat. Yeah, man. I totally agree. I think Jordan was doing what the NBA is doing now, but he was doing it back then. Right. That's 20 the years thing. ago. 20 yeah, exactly. years he, ago. He totally changed it. And it, I hate right. when I listen to these guys like, oh, Jordan wouldn't be able to play as good. Yes, he would have. Jordan would kill he's it still, right yeah, now. He'd kill it. He's still dominating. He would if anything, kill it right easier now. for him now. Right. Because now you can't get fouled going to the hole. Yeah. Right. Every little can you touch, imagine? you can't do nothing. <laughs> Every touch, you'd be an and one. That yeah. dude would have Every a single one. more points. Right. He'd have been leading he'd the league for years. Game. Yeah. These guys are nuts, man. And he was a good defensive player. People forget how good he was yes, on defense. He locked people down. He, he locked people down. Yeah, he did, man. So, it was good stuff, man. Not that LeBron doesn't, but, you know, right. I just, I don't know. <laughs> now, I know you grew up playing quarterback and, and everything, so I'm going to take it back a little bit. I'm going to change your positions now. I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you a choice. Okay. If you had a choice to be a great NFL kicker or okay. an average NFL tight end, which one are you going with? Um, <laughs> Great kicker. Yeah. Uh, a because I know I'm going to make millions of dollars for 25 years. I'm going to kick on 50, <laughs> right? Uh, B, my body's not getting hit the way the tight ends is. There's no CTE problems for me. I'm going to be functioning just fine. And C, everybody's going to remember I'll be a Hall of Famer if I'm a great if I'm a great NFL kicker. Like I'll make the Hall of Fame I, if I was just an average tight end. Like you know, and I bust chops with kickers, right? Yeah. But they're fun to play. They make, they're fun like, to make fun of. Snappers who make money. And, yeah. You know, it's. I'll definitely kick. Let me kick the ball for you know 25, 30 years and I make a met. couple million dollars and never get hit. Have you ever Have you ever been to a college practice and see what they do? Oh yeah, they don't do anything. Uh, absolutely, they just play around nope. for an hour. They're and really go home. good with the ball tricks. They're good with ball tricks. Like, <laughs> they are good. With they're the good ball. with they're, ball. They're, they have all day. Really good with that they have stuff. all day to do stuff. They started. Yeah, yeah. right. And like, oh, we've been here for an hour. We're out of here. Like, man, I got four more hours of practice <laughs> in this baking sun, and you're out of here in an hour. Right. Get out of here. Right. And I, I haven't met one kicker. I haven't met one kicker. That wasn't funny. Like I haven't met a kicker. Oh yeah, these guys got some. Great, well, they're all alone all the time, so maybe they got these great right. jokes to work on. This is a knee slapper. Here, right. I got one for you guys. Listen to this one. Yeah, I, they're all eccentric, right. freaking, uh, uh, pretty funny guys, man. So you're right, Coach. I I, I would go kicker as well. Uh, but that's I our kick. section of this and that, man. I really appreciate you participating. That's our section, Coach. Coach, I, I want to keep going forever. If you don't want, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to keep <laughs> I'm going, good. but I, I know you got the family. I, I want you to have some time to yep. yourself. I know how busy you are, man. Um, if you don't mind, shoot out to the people where they can find you for uh, your Phillips Quarterback Academy, sure. man. Yeah. So uh, my Twitter handle is at PhillipsQBA. My Instagram is at PhillipsQBA. Uh, my Facebook, you can search Phillips QB Academy. And then uh, the couple of the other businesses I work for, Future 4 QB, you can follow them on Twitter at, at Future 4 QB if you have a rising fifth through eighth grader. Uh, and then QB Universe uh, is uh, QB Universe Camp um, on Twitter and on Instagram. QB Universe is a pretty cool deal. That's perfect, man. That's perfect. You guys got to go check them out. Thank you again, Coach, and be safe, man. We'll talk to you soon. Well, on the clock, fans, man, that was fantastic. Talking to Drew Phillips, man, from the Phillips Quarterback Academy. Uh, what a great conversation, man. We're going to have to definitely have him on again, man. That was That's something special right there. I want to keep going with that, man. Yeah, no, it was a great conversation for sure. Again, just a reminder, if you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, simply search On The Clock Radio. If you want to send us an email, shoot us out an email on the clock 20 at gmail.com. Please visit our website at otcsportstalk.com. And if you're interested in joining our fantasy football league, hit us up on social media or visit our website and let us know. Till next time, you're on the clock. <laughs>